I'm Jasmine. I'm Alyssa. I'm Rhiannon. And this is Book Book Between Sisters. not get an intro out today this is our first virtual episode and so we're still working out the techie kinks yeah it's a it's a struggle out here (laughs) (laughs) as you can tell we'll get through it how are you reeve i'm good good today you finished it today me too actually because i kind of paced myself a little bit this is my pick though and i have to say it's as good as the first time i read it which is super Hmm. yeah that's yeah that is awesome it is it's uh cool when you can reread a book and you just you love it just as much yeah um but yeah what what have you been up to this week um nothing nothing and more nothing <laughs> what about you, Ree? Working. It working. Yeah. Ree's working, working, and more working. Me too. What about you, Jess? Working, working, working. working. Yep. It's exactly it. We all got a pretty, pretty, uh, boring week. Yep. This week, not much to talk about. No. Reading. I've been reading. <laughs> Yep, lots of reading. <clears throat> I tried to take Kershak out before we got on um, and, like, wear him out so that he wasn't making a lot of noise, but I was unsuccessful because now he's pacing around in his kennel, <laughs> and I he's starting to whimper. I can hear him. It sounds like he's breathing. Yeah, he was breathing really hard because we exercised him, <laughs> <laughs> and it backfired on us. So he's making more noise than he was before when I was like, oh, he's going to be a problem. He's like, can't breathe. I thought if we like took him out and like threw the ball a few times and like got all all of his energy out, he would be tired and he would fall asleep. He might still fall asleep, but then there's also the issue of him snoring. So (laughs) if you hear him in the background, that's what it is. Not oh my, my husband snoring, it's my dog. <laughs> it's the dog. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we tried a new restaurant yesterday. That was kind of exciting, I guess. In mm, Lacey. What kind of food? It is ramen and sushi burrito. Mm. And it was actually really good. I got a sushi good. burrito. I've never had a sushi burrito before. Is it? Is it like ramen? And then sushi burrito, or is it like ramen burritos? No. Oh, I was like, that sounds (laughs) interesting. That sounds really gross. I don't like ramen. I like top ramen. 
Yeah. I don't like ramen in restaurants for some reason. I don't yeah. I think it's seasoning. I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I'm not a huge ramen fan other than top ramen. Devin loves it. He got ramen yesterday and he's like, oh, this is so good. I'm like, okay, let me give it a try because I've only tried it one other time. And I was like, oh, there's just something in the flavor I don't like. Yeah. I don't get ramen very often. Have you tried that Zen ramen up in Tacoma? And I think it's really good. Lacey. That's what opened in Lacey, Zen ramen. They have it in Lacey now? Yeah. (gasps) That's so cool. Yep. Is it is it themes like it too? Do, do they have like all the anime stuff around in it? Um, they did. So they had screens with their menu, and on the menu they had little anime characters. But I don't know. Nothing else around the restaurant was designed that way at all. That's cool. Yeah. Was the burrito good? The burrito was good. I got a firecracker roll burrito. And uh, so it had, you know, how when you get it as a sushi roll, it's this, I think, spicy tuna and Mm. has the sriracha mayo and um, avocado. Mm. I think it also is generally has like tempura in it, which I don't like. I don't usually like tempura. And um, so the burrito was actually wrapped with tempura like crust basically mm-hmm. and so I don't normally like it but it was still really good I want to try their other ones that don't have tempura around it because I probably will probably would like that better <coughs> yeah hmm that sounds delicious though I love spicy tuna it's my favorite yeah it was actually really good so yeah Re, there you go closer to you well I don't know if it's closer to you Somewhere in the middle for you. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably be somewhere in the middle. But we're we're yeah. much more in Lacey than we are in Tacoma. Yeah. Yeah. It might be it might be a little closer because I feel like the one in Tacoma isn't like right off the freeway. You have to like drive a little bit. It is, yeah. I think you have to drive um, a few minutes out. Yeah. But Re, you know Crumble Cookie opened in Lacey, right? I do. <laughs> I'm super excited to go and try I didn't like, well, I can't say I didn't like, I wasn't super interested in the cookies this week. Um, I yeah. haven't for the past few weeks, unfortunately, but like I look every single Monday to see what new <laughs> cookies they have. So I'm like, I want to get more cookies. They had one right before we left for our cruise. It was like an everything bagel type thing. And it had actual cream cheese on it. And I was like, this yum it sounded weird because i was like "Mm, if it's sweet then i'm like that i don't know i just don't like sweet and savory stuff so i was like apprehensive isn't savory no but it was a cookie cookie it was a cookie though so i was thinking that it was gonna be like a little sweet Mm -hmm. like the actual cookie but it wasn't it was like it almost tasted exactly like an everything bagel with cream cheese it was so good oh because it was everything sorry yeah you know and it had cream cheese on it? Oh. Mm-hmm. It was really good. You know what cookie I didn't get to try? That I really, really, really wanted to try? Passion fruit one? No. That one was what bomb. That's you still my oh, you never got to try it? No, because when I finally got what around was it? to being like, it's a cotton candy. Oh. When I finally got around to being like, yeah, I can actually go to Crumble, it was a Sunday. 
Oh yeah, and they're closed. Mm. Mm. Darn. It was really good. Thank you. Rub it in. Pop rocks on it. <laughs> I forgot how much I liked pop rocks. That sounds good. Yeah, I the only reason I've ever had crumble cookies before is because at my work as a like incentive, like boost up the morale of everybody. They got us all a box full of crumble cookies. Dang. Like Dang. 10 cookies in the box. They do yeah. 10? They do boxes of 10? I Well, maybe it wasn't 10. How what many boxes? Do, do you know what their box counts are? Yes. <laughs> you six or six. Yeah. They're what? Were the, were the cookies like this big or were they smaller? They were big. They were big? Yeah, I mean they might do like if it's like a like a catering type thing. Maybe they did you do say four? Cookies. Yeah, they do. Well, you could get like a single cookie, or you get two, or four, or six. Maybe it was six then. I feel like there was more than six though. I don't know. They were all wrapped, specially wrapped. Was it like the size of like a Krispy Kreme box? Because that's their six count box. Nope, it was like a like a gift box, like a thin, like a. It was smaller. Yeah, like a um, trying to think of an example. Are you sure it was crumble cookies? It was crumble cookies. It was catering though, obviously, because they bought it for each person in my department, and there was probably thirty people. So, how big of a cookie is a big cookie to you? <laughs> it was normal. It was bigger than normal size. It was like. Like that. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. That's so weird. It's cater. It probably was just the catering. It was, yeah. I thought for catering, they did smaller cookies. Well, maybe if it's like catering a party or something, but if maybe if you're gifting a bunch, it's special order, probably. Special Were they order. all different? Yeah. Um, There was like two of each one. Okay. That makes sense because That's I was I like, there's eight. have like 10 different flavors during the week. They normally yeah. only have like six, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's why I feel like there was eight because I feel like there was a good variety of different ones. Um, I can't remember what they were now because it was probably over a year ago, but hmm. yeah. But that was my exposure to it. It was really good. We should probably start talking about <laughs> the book and stop talking about food. What? <laughs> food is really my go for a favorite subject. <laughs> I could really go for a crumble cookie right now. Yeah, but. I wasn't super impressed with their flavors either this week, though. Mm. They really they need to bring any. the passion fruit one back. That was my favorite one. It was so good. Mm. They don't was- keep any um, the same each from week to week. Um, sometimes, uh, the like the sugar, the pink sugar cookie they had a while for a while, like constantly, and then I feel like they've been doing different variations of that one. They're just changing the name because the color. <laughs> we swear it's changing. We're being creative. It's like the same like sugar cookie, but then they'll put like orange instead of the pink. Oh, call it something different. This is like a different <laughs> Like they so had funny. one that it was like minions or something, but it was the same thing. They just changed it to yellow and put like a little minion, um, I don't know, figurine type thing on there. That's funny. Or a little like maybe it was a candy or something. I don't know. I didn't get it. 
So I feel like I remember one of the cookies I had was like an Oreo cookie, mm-hmm. um, but not Oreo. Obviously, it was like a yeah, like cookies I don't know and what type of cookie, cream. but cookies and cream. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then another one had uh, some kind of candy bar, like Reese's pieces. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think there was just a standard chocolate chip one. Yeah, that one's there all the time, pretty much. Yeah, that's what I was wondering then. Okay, so they do have like normal flavors. They're regular. Yeah, sometimes they'll like change all of them up and then they'll take away some of the regular ones, but they always come back with the the regulars, I feel like. At least at the, the Coma store. I don't know about other stores. I'm sure they're all like sometimes they'll do a mystery cookie too and it'll be different at each store what the mystery cookie is. Oh, so you have cool. to like, like my, um, um, my manager, she loves crumple cookie. Like she checks the flavor every week and like she, <laughs> yep, and she'll like, if there's a mystery flavor, she'll call like three or four different stores to see what flavors they have. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, that's cool. Cause she'll tell me and I'm just like, oh, now I know what stores to go to. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can see on their app which mystery cookies are for each location. Really? She liked the thrill of the chase. She just had to call around and... See, it never tells me whenever I order them. It just says mystery cookie until after I order it. Then I think it tells me what it is. So I don't know. Or maybe maybe not. But I thought... Only special people know the secret. (laughs) (laughs) She called you special, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, she's not wrong, so okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, Jasmine, thank you for this um, messed up book. It's really messing it's with my really head. Really good, though, right? It is really good. It's really well written. I. It's like one of those things where I'm like, you don't want to like it. But you do like, but it's that twisty. I've never read a book this twisty where you're just like, you feel trapped. That's how I feel when I read it. I feel trapped. Yeah. You feel like like the main character. Like, yeah, I need to get out of this. I don't know. Yeah. So we are talking about Behind Closed Doors by B.A. Paris. This is one of my picks. I have read it before. Mm. Um, This was. B.A. Paris's debut novel. This is the very first book she's released. That Isn't that is crazy? Doesn't that make it even better? Yeah. Actually, yeah. I mean, I don't know how it ends, but yeah. So <laughs> it ends good, I promise. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the always yeah. telling thing because there's so many good books and then the ending and you're just like, oh, you let me down. But no, no. I'm excited. So this one did not let me down. I've seen other people's book reviews though. And they, some people, there's always going to be people that don't like it, but yeah, this is probably top, top books for me. Like this, this Ah. is so well written that it's crazy. I don't know, but it came out in 2016 and I've only read three other of BA Paris's books, which we have all read together. At least one Mm -hmm. of them, the breakdown. But um, this is still my favorite one of her books. I think she just set the bar way too high <laughs> the first yeah. time. 
<laughs> and now it's just like, yeah. But um, she has a couple new ones that came out one, I think, last year and one this year. So mm. I need to check those ones out. But I was trying to do some research on it. And apparently a production company bought the rights to the book to produce it in 2016 to make a movie adaption of it. Oh. Yeah. But I haven't seen anything, any updates or anything about it coming out or casting for it or anything. So hopefully, hopefully soon, because I think this would make such a good movie. Mm. I think I always ruin it. Alyssa always the pessimist. Go ahead, Ray. Uh I, I think I'm enjoying this book more than um, The Breakdown. Yeah. I really yeah. like The Breakdown, but I think I'm enjoying this one a little bit more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super, super well written. I feel like I'm her cheerleader. I only like, <laughs> I only like, um, like putting together a cast. I don't want them to actually make the movie. <laughs> I think if they can it's only for my head, <laughs> I, know. I, make, I make the movie in my head and it's yeah. always better than the actual movie. I just think if they can execute it real well. This would make yeah. such a good movie, like such a thriller movie. Yeah. I feel like if I was an author and like my, one of my books was getting made into a movie, I would be so like protective of it. I would be like, I have to be the producer. I have to be <laughs> for, for casting. I have to like make sure that I, I everything they wear goes through me. Their hair goes through me. <laughs> everything. B.A. Paris just, like, acts all the parts and... Right? <laughs> <laughs> I heard that um, The Fault in Our Stars, with The Fault in Our Stars, um, John Green was actually there when they were producing the movie. Yeah. See, and I didn't read that really, book, I didn't, but I, I do love I that movie. I can't remember if I read it or not. I, I almost wonder it. if I loved the movie because I didn't read the book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> People who who have read the book said it was it was very similar um, to the movie. The movie was very similar to the book. Yeah, that's one of the movies that to this day I can't get through without crying. Mm. Can anyone? Huh? I said, can anyone? I I don't, I don't know crying or not. Yeah, I don't know. Behind closed doors. Okay, let's actually talk. About it. <laughs> Got a little off there. <laughs> Um, so we are introduced to Jack and Grace in the first chapter, which is our main character couple. And it, immediately, you know, Jack's a bad guy. Like immediately. Like, Why? First, first, like three pages. I was like, oh, he's bad. Why did you say that? <laughs> because um, Grace is talking about how he had to pick out the house, how he picked out the couple that was there. And... Um, she had to impress uh, Eth- Esther, and she like media. You could just tell she was just very on edge. Like from yeah. her narrative, you could just tell like, oh, she's trying to impress him. And so I'm just like, oh yeah, something's off about him. He's a bad guy. Yeah, it's like they seem very perfect. Yeah, and it's that that extra layer of perfection where you're like, uh, there's something mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely a control freak or something. And I I just I don't know. Something about the way that the narrative was, I was like, there yeah, he's 
he like he's abusive or something in some way. Yeah. But we learn a lot in that first chapter. We learn that Grace is does not work. She's a stay at she's a stay at home person because she doesn't have kids. <laughs> yeah, she even is like very like she she can't be alone for very long. Like she's watching the clock because she even goes into the kitchen and she's making like an appetizer or something. And she's like, I can't be away for too long. I have to get back or yeah. You know, Jack's going to be mad. So yeah. And uh, the uh, meal has to be perfect. And she's like something mm -hmm. about executing it perfectly. Yeah. Or something will be pleased. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but we do learn. So she's a homemaker and she quit a really good job. She tends to her garden for her days. And we learn that she also has a 17 year old sister named Millie who has Down syndrome. And she a is that, she's a painter. Yeah. Mm hmm. And she is, uh, Millie is set to come live with Jack and Grace after she turns 18 and is done with private school. So, and then you also kind of get in, you know, from the uh, narrative that Grace is telling us there's something about Millie that is off about her coming to stay with them. Yeah. So, yeah. So what do you think after the very first chapter? I know Alyssa's already like, Jack's the villain. <laughs> but what else? Like, how did it make you feel? I had the same reaction of, I immediately thought that he was abusive. Like, in some sort of way. I thought he, close to me, I thought he, like, would physically abuse her or something if she were to ever, like, make a, like, a tiny mistake. That was where my mind immediately went. Um, but I kind of got the same, like, he's, there's something off about him in some way. But yeah, Jack is a lawyer who represents battered women. That was another thing. I was like, okay, so he, That's, yeah, yeah, he works to help battered women. All the more so of his reputation being even higher and people thinking that um, Grace could be crazy if she yeah. ever came out. And right. yeah, like, I thought hey, he beats me or something, you know? Yeah, I thought it was like an arrogance thing. Like, oh, I'm going to put these other husbands to jail, but I'll never get caught type thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what I initially thought. I was just like, oh, I he feel like both is mm -hmm. accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So that and then I also knew that Ethel, Ethel, I keep wanting Ethel. to call her Ethel. <laughs> Esther. <laughs> Ethel. <laughs> Esther, it was going to play a, a big part in this because I could already tell like she was just like not having it. She could tell something was going on. And I was just like, OK, I like Esther. Right. And you're like, OK, Esther's going to be the savior here. Yeah. Yeah. Also, part of me thinks that she might die. Um, no, I hope not. But that part of me is just kind of like, Ugh. She's getting too serious. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing we learned actually in the first chapter too is that Grace's parents live in New Zealand. And then we also learn. Uh, oh, that's it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so all those things um, that just add to like, she doesn't really have friends. 
she um doesn't work so she doesn't have you know work people that she's surrounded by she's just home all the time so what's going on so this uh book is written similar to the um to a lot of the other books we've read where it goes from uh current time to past Mm-hmm. And so I love I just love that writing style. I think yeah, it's, it's just so, so brilliant because it gives the author so much control yeah. over how to introduce information. Yes, it's like a slow reveal mm-hmm. to, to it to bubble up and come to present time where you're like, yeah, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So. We learn in the past how Jack and Grace came together. And um, that's because of Millie. They were in the park and uh, she would, uh, Grace would take Millie to the park when she would go visit her in school. And one time Millie was going up and she was dancing in front of everybody. And Grace goes up to Millie and starts dancing with her. And Grace fell in love yeah. with that. Jack goes up to Millie and starts dancing with her. Yes. What did I say? Grace. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jack. Jack goes up to Millie and starts dancing with her. So we're yeah. learning a little by little what uh, has led Jack and Grace into uh, this relationship. And we also start getting, like, the more you're reading it, the more you're like, wow, she really has nobody. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you kind of get that sense kind of really close to the beginning. Um, And that's the other thing. They kind of make it pretty obvious that there's something off about Jack, too, because even when he was talking about how they got introduced, he said it was the knowledge that Grace would do anything for Millie that made me realize she was the woman I'd been looking for. I was just like, that, that's not right. That's not, I don't like that phrasing. Yeah. It's super crazy how every single thing that Jack says Mm -hmm. is the truth. Yeah. He doesn't lie at all. He just says it in a very fancy way. In code. (laughs) In code, basically. Yeah. It is a word for that. Oh, Rhiannon's got a word? Yeah, they used it in the book, and I had to look it up. And Alyssa skipped it. (laughs) That'll never, never get old. (laughs) Right? Wait, a word for what? A word for, um... Like charisma. Yeah. Um, The way where he he says things in a very, like, truthfully, but it's very manipulative. Oh... Interesting. There was a word that I wrote down on my phone. I don't know if it's the same word that you're thinking about, though, Ree. Um, yeah, I have to find it. I wrote it down. Pedantic? Pedantic? Is that the word? No. No, different word. Pedant. It's pedantic is a... Oh, yeah. Pedantic is a word based uh, from pedant. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but a person who is excessively concerned with minor details and rules or with displaying academic learning. So that was a word that I saw. And I was like, oh, a word of the day. I don't remember what context that was in, though. 
While Rhiannon is searching for her word, though, let's go ahead and take a quick break and we'll be right back. Do you have your word for us? I do. I finally found it. It's duple entendre. Duple entendre. That sounds like two words. It is two words. (laughs) Double entendre? Or is it duple entendre? Okay, so when I looked it up on Google, it looks like double, but it pronounced it duple. Weird. I've only always heard it as double entendre, I feel like. That's what I thought, too. I was like, it looks like double. Why isn't it double? That's weird. But it's double. Double. Yeah. Double entendre. Um, but that's <laughs> a word or phrase open to two interpretations, one of which is usually risque or indecent. Oh, yes. That's definitely Jack. Yep. Yep. Everything he says. Yeah. Oh, Jack. Yeah. Um, It also seems, I don't know if this is going to play into it or not, but it seems like he's also specifically targeting these couples. Like, um, in the beginning, they're having dinner with um, Diane and Adam and Esther and Rufus. And it just seemed like he was very specific about the people that he hangs around and he allows Grace to hang around. So I almost wonder if he wants something from them and if that's going to play into the story at all. Hmm. I don't know. They don't talk about them very much after that, after the first chapter. I yeah. mean, Grace does because she's like Esther, you know. Well, And also in that first chapter, Esther or Diane, one of them invites uh grace out to lunch the following week and grace is like yeah i'll come and then you hear her inner dialogue like even though i know i can't go and you're like what but um then we do see in the you know on in one of the next chapters that she does go to lunch with esther and diane Mm -hmm. but so does jack (laughs) yeah and uh, Esther's asking questions and trying to be subtle about it, but also not. Yeah, because if you don't know what's going on, you're like, well, I don't want to like be too obvious, but you also don't know how not obvious you need to be also. Yeah. You don't know but that you're dealing with a psychopath. She did come in clutch, though, because she was trying to give um, get Grace's phone number. And Grace, Grace is like, not have a phone. No, she's like, I have a landline. And so she gives her the landline. She's like, oh, you don't have a cell phone? You have to have a cell phone. You Get your wife a cell phone. He's like, ah, oh, she doesn't. She wouldn't use it. And they're coming up with all these excuses of why she doesn't have these forms of communication. She even the email. email. Yeah. Yeah, it's Jack's email. And she's like, oh, we share because we trust each other. And um, so then Esther was like, oh, well, do you have a pen and paper? to write down my cell phone number and she's like um let me check and she knows she doesn't have anything and she's like uh no I don't and so Esther ends up giving the 
phone number to Jack so he could type it into his phone. And Grace is trying to memorize the phone number, but she gets lost towards the end of it. And Esther, being the smart cookie that he is, <laughs> um, notices that Grace was kind of like, it must have been the way that she was looking. It did say something about she was like trying to concentrate. I think she said her eyes were closed. So she must have noticed that she was like trying to maybe possibly um, memorize the number. And so she's like, oh, man, is that my number? Like, I don't know if that was right. And she asks um, Diane, she's like, oh, is it this? And so then Diane is like, oh, yeah, this is what it is. And so she repeats it again so that Grace gets to hear it again. And I was like, yeah. yes, Esther. <laughs> Yeah, you definitely know Esther's picking up on um, weirdness. Yeah, and Diane's just over here with her, you know, airheadedness and love with uh, Jack. Well, that's the other thing is Jack is supposedly very good looking. Mm -hmm. People wouldn't suspect that of good looking people. (laughs) See, and I don't trust it. I, anybody who's overly good looking, overly confident, and a little arrogant, don't trust it ever. <laughs> don't do it. Run the other way. Why do you look confused, Ree? <laughs> I just think it's funny that just because someone is good looking, that you're she like, named that something overly she said arrogant, overly confident, and a little bit arrogant. That's a bad combo. <laughs> I just feel like some people are just super, super arrogant, though. Huh? I just feel like there's some people who are just super arrogant, though. Yeah, that's true. But she also said other things. <laughs> I can't remember what you said now. <laughs> the combo. Yeah. The combo. It's a combo. It's a combo. It's a bad package. I think the other thing that's super weird about Grace's situation is it seems like she's able to get away with ordering food, but she's very careful about it like very intentional about it. So if, you know, like for the chocolate cake at the lunch, she wasn't going to order chocolate cake unless one of the other girls did. Yeah. And then when they didn't at first, she was like, oh man. But then Esther was like, oh yeah, I could go for some chocolate cake. And she's like, yes. And then she orders it. So it's very interesting too, the food dynamic. Yeah. I almost wondered if it was a rule or if it was just, because I see I had a hard time trying to figure that one out well we learn later on that it's uh she would get in trouble for not finishing her food because she yeah but I still don't understand why that would mean that she has to order it only if somebody else does yeah I didn't get that part either like that yeah she wouldn't be able to finish it but the it says that she was she was worried about getting in trouble for that because she's supposed to be able to finish it herself, not share it. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't know. But we keep hearing more and more about Jack's controlling ways about himself, such as she doesn't get to just go see Millie, her sister, whenever she wants to. It's up to when Jack says that they can go do that. And they do go see... Millie one time and she Millie really wants to go to a hotel to go 
to lunch. A restaurant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Jack is like, nope, we're not going to there. We're going to one of the ones that we go to regularly. And you don't really know why until a little bit later on. And Mm -hmm. um, that being because one time Grace was able to go to the bathroom at the hotel that that uh, Millie is always wanting to go to and they're able to be in privacy because every time Millie and Grace and Jack go out to lunch he go- walks with them to the bathroom so that mm-hmm. he can hear through the door if there's anything that Grace is trying to say and he does one time. does uh, research on these restaurants that he takes them to and so normally he takes them to restaurants that are only single stalls so one person at a time can go in um, that way that they can't be alone together, but yep, he yeah. must've, I don't know, maybe he, after this one time where they were alone together, that's why he started doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So leaving nothing to chance, like if there's another person in the bathroom, so great, can't talk to them mm-hmm. can't talk to Millie. And as far as he knows, Millie does not know anything. However, she does. Mm-hmm. She hates George Clooney. Yeah. See, I picked up on that right away. Did you guys? I did not. Meant? You mean from the first chapter? Because in the first chapter, they talk about that with the with the dinner party. They say, yeah, Millie hates George Clooney. She always says she loves Jack, but hates George Clooney. Yeah. I, I didn't pick like, up on it the first time. Yeah. I was like, that has to mean something. And I didn't, I don't think I picked it up then, but when I picked it up when they went to, I can't remember now. It was before they explained it, but I think it was on page 41 when they had um, went to one of the restaurants. And she had basically said in conversation that um, they wanted to go on a walk. And she's like, Millie was like, no, not Jack, just me and Grace. And Jack's like, no, I'll go on. I'll go on the walk, too. And she's like, I don't like George Clooney. (laughs) Yeah, that's when it was. Because she's like, I like you, Jack, but I don't like George Clooney. And I was like, oh, so George Clooney is like a code for the other version of Jack. Yeah. Not the nice version of him, this other side of him. Right. Yeah. So we learn at that time, you know, in the past when they had went to that hotel bathroom and Grace and Millie were able to go alone for a moment. Well, before that, so, yeah, we I got ahead of ourselves. Sorry, I don't, I skip, well, and I'm kind of skipping around a lot, but uh, we know that Jack and uh, Grace got married, and Millie was supposed to be a bridesmaid, but Millie had a really bad accident right before the wedding where she fell down a set of flight of stairs and broke her leg. That was no accident. So that's what we learned at the hotel that in the bathroom, Millie, this is the first chance that Millie's able to see her sister after that incident. And Millie's like, Jack is a bad man. Jack is a bad man. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Grace is like terrified of of Jack because he's done all these things to control her. And she's like, no, Jack isn't the bad man. 
you got to pretend like Jack's a good guy and you hate George Clooney. George Clooney is who you hate. George Clooney is the one that pushed you down the stairs. Yeah. So uh, Jack had pushed her down the stairs and broke her leg because he didn't want her in their wedding for some reason. I don't know why he cared. I don't understand that because it seemed so he agreed to it. But before they even went inside is when he had pushed her down the stairs. And I was like, is there something that he doesn't want her to see? I don't understand. And he was resistant to it at first, too, when they were doing wedding planning. Yeah. And uh, Grace was like, oh, I want Millie as my bridesmaid. And Jack's like, oh, are you sure? You know, she I can't remember what he had said. And she's like, yeah, no, great. Uh, She would definitely want to be the bridesmaid. And he's like, "Okay." And then, yeah, for some reason, he just really didn't want her in the wedding. I don't know. Yeah. And it was really risky for him to do it on the day of, too, because of how much Grace loves Millie. She was like almost called it off. For that day right. to like get married that day. So I was just like, that is weird that he took that big of a risk for for that, for her just not to be there. Yeah. Well, in in my mind, I'm like, well, maybe it's just because he doesn't want Millie to have that pleasure of, you know, that happiness of being her sister's bridesmaid. But I'm but he still is nice to her now to keep her yeah. happy. So he brings her gifts, he brings her um cassette tapes of Agatha Christie books. So I'm like, why will he do those things that make her happy right now, but not let her be a bridesmaid in the wedding? I don't know. It was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But up until that point, up until the point before they got married, Grace was none the wiser. Obviously, Jack was the perfect person, perfect gentleman, Did doted on her. Yeah, Re. Although we haven't talked about, this was brought up, I think, in the second chapter, um, about how when they were talking about like marriage plans and stuff, first of all, they got married after like three months, which is just crazy. Yes, to me. they've only been married a year in present time that we're reading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they got yeah. married. Yeah. Like you said, three, they got engaged like three months after. Yeah. Yeah. Engaged three months. And then when they were talking about their home, and Jack was like, you know, what do you want for your home? And um, she, you know, wasn't sure exactly. She just, she wanted a garden, but she was like, what do you want? And he was like, I also want, um, a garden, but he preferred one with, um, high walls, mm-hmm. which was like, that's weird, but okay, whatever. Maybe privacy reasons that I didn't think that I was like, you're just weird. Um, <laughs> but he also wanted a study in a basement to keep things in. And I was like, that's, really weird yeah (laughs) yeah like that's just some red flags that i was like that mm." yep it was uh and again he doesn't lie about anything everything Mm -hmm. he says is is truth so he yeah really uh, scary um but yeah yeah. and he's very like animate about wanting Millie to move in with them right away too yeah after they got married he was just like oh well she doesn't need to finish school she could just you know she's gonna move in with us anyways why don't why doesn't she just move in right away and Grace is like well you know she only has a little you know little ways left of school and she loves being there and I think even years and there was for seven years it can be really hard for her to leave 
So I think we should just let her finish it it out. Be a couple first. Let's have our time first. Yeah. Yeah. He's bringing it up. Like, we should just, you know, I'm insistent. We should, she should just come (laughs) live with us. Although, I have a question. So, I don't know if you guys picked this up at all, but during that lunch with Diane and Esther, um, I believe Diane was the one who asked um, something specific about Millie's room. Like, what? I, it was basically leading to what color. And he said red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but it's not red. So, I'm confused on why he said red. I feel like... We that's will find not actually out. her room. <laughs> I feel like that's not actually her room. Because her oh, favorite color is yellow, actually. Yellow. Okay, that makes more sense. I, it's feel like, actually her room, her I feel room. like the basement is going to be her room. Yeah. Unfortunately. <sighs> but, um, yeah, and, and the other layer to this is that Millie and Grace's parents are in the picture. However, they never wanted kids in the first place. Yeah. And they were fine with Grace. They raised Grace. But then, and Grace begged for a sibling. And then they got pregnant and they were going to not keep it. And Grace begged to for them to keep it. There's 17 years between Grace and Millie. So. And she, she was like, already. Pregnant. Yeah. She was five months pregnant too. So. She's like, yeah, that's illegal also. Illegal for you to get an abortion. Yeah. And she's like, I'll take care of the baby. Like. Basically, it's going to be her baby. And so they end up having the baby, but they, especially because Millie is Down syndrome, they want nothing to do with her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it was crazy because they were even going to give her up for adoption. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, and Grace was like, you can't do that. Like, I won't go to college um i'll take care of millie yeah take care of her can you imagine she ends up she ends up ODing just to prove to them that she was serious about it and they still gave her custody i was like i know i thought that that work (laughs) how does that work i don't get that yeah i don't know but i can you i can't even begin to imagine how that must feel to have parents that are that removed from you as a child i feel like, like it's been a yeah. common theme in a lot of books we've been reading yeah, too. i feel like this one is even more intense though like they yeah. don't care to be parents whatsoever yeah like at all <laughs> yeah um, they ran they ran to new zealand yeah they moved to new zealand so now so that's another parents are not anywhere in the picture they're in a different country and she's it's her and millie that's her family and yeah. Yeah. But before they moved, Jack, when Jack met them, this was another red flag because Jack met her parents and he said, or Grace asked him what he thought of them. And he said, they're everything he hoped they would be. Yes. And she's like, um, are you sure you're talking about my parents? And he's like, yeah. And then she's like, oh, well, I guess Jack didn't really his parents growing up so it makes sense that you know no, that it doesn't the grace, no. <laughs> yeah it doesn't make sense yep but when you Even don't if they were like cool parents 
That's just a weird thing to say. Yeah, your parents are everything I hope they would be. <laughs> Who says that? No, you'd be like, yeah, your parents are really nice. Your parents are cool or something. You don't like, what did you hope my parents are going to be? I don't get it. Who goes in with those kind of expectations? <laughs> um, but yeah, so we also, you know, are, are leading up or, you know, we're bubbling up from the past to get to current time. And so as we continue reading, we get to their wedding. They get married. You know, obviously the whole incident with Millie happens. So Millie's not in the wedding. And then they go to a hotel for the night of the wedding night. Wait, and this wait, is where the fun There's starts. a very important, important factor before oh. that. Yeah. Molly. Ooh. Molly. <laughs> Uh, okay, we uh, we can't talk about it yet, but Jack gets Grace a, a dog named Molly that she just loves. Are you and, crying? Yeah, I'm already crying, actually. And I our listeners probably it. already are gathering what we're throwing down, or if they've read it, they're sharing in our emotion. But yeah, he gets uh he gets a dog, and he, so they're about to go. <laughs> they're about to go on their honeymoon and so jack's like we we're getting a housekeeper to babysit the dog basically so they're in the hotel that first night and grace is you know all ready for their wedding night and she comes out of the bathroom after having a bath and jack's nowhere to be found and he never comes back that whole night she's calling him she's leaving voicemails she's texting him and then she threatens to call the police because he doesn't come all night even into the morning the next day and he ends up calling her back because she you know threatened on the voicemail that she was going to call the police and he says he don't be so text. oh was it a text mm -hmm. something oh yeah it was a text and he's like stop being so pathetic said, or something don't be so hysterical it doesn't suit you something uh, came up. I'll see you in the morning. Yeah. First time Jack drops the act. Yep. And at that point, and, and you don't know because you're so disoriented that you're like, why is this changing? So you don't know to run right then. Yeah. But you're in your in our mind as the readers were like, Grace, run. Yeah. And she's <laughs> just like, oh, something bad happened. He's in a bad mood for a reason. Yeah, maybe Millie, because Millie was in the hospital, maybe my parents called and something was worse with Millie and he ran to the hospital. Um, No, why would he do that without you, for one? Yeah. That's yeah. weird. But yeah, so then the next day, he doesn't show up until they're needing to leave for the airport and she gets in the car and he's being super, you know, weird and she's expecting to go visit Millie before they leave and he's not going in the right direction. He's going in the direction of the airport and she's freaking out. She's like, no, I need to see Millie. And he pulls over and he's like, you have to pick Millie or me. The car, Grace. I know, at that God, point, dang it. Like, All right, bye. Like, what she should have stuck to her guns. My yeah. Sister. Like, yeah, she should have been like, oh, you're going to do that? Then yeah, my sister. Because he's already left you all night. He's being super weird now. You've never seen the side of him. Go with and your sister, even, Grace. When she's like, what is going on? He's like, I'll tell you in Thailand. Red flag, red flag, red flag. Right. 
let's go to a different country first no, and then i'll can, tell you you can tell me right here yeah i would oh if only she just got out of the car mm. yeah so they continue on to thailand and he still tries to keep up the act a little bit in the airplane maybe so she doesn't start freaking out or i don't know but he's kind of keeping up an act kind of not at the same time like one uh, something on the airplane was she's hungry and so normally jack would have called the host oh wait uh, the what are they called uh um flight attendant oh gosh flight attendant yeah yeah <laughs> would have called the flight attendant right away but he doesn't he's like take care of it yourself and she's like what the heck and then he's like fine i will and then does it for her although i don't know if you guys um caught this and maybe i'm just overthinking this one as well kind of like how i didn't really think about the red room not being yeah i'm just dumb sometimes so maybe you guys caught on to this a little bit but on page 58 um grace had mentioned during that lunch with diane and esther that jack doesn't drink during the day but then on page 80 when um they're in the uh first class waiting area or something um or maybe they aborted the plane i don't know but they had offered champagne and Grace didn't take any, but Jack did. Oh, wow. That's a very sick you know, detail that you picked. <laughs> You're not done, by the way. Actually, the first time I read this book, I didn't pick up on the color of the rose either. Or the favorite. Sorry, the favorite color. Yeah. <laughs> no, the first time I was like, I don't even think I remembered that he said red during that dinner mm -hmm. i just you just know that yellow is millie's favorite color so yeah not just you but they get to thailand and they're driving and he's still being super saying super weird things and she's still not catching on she's getting more and more angry with him and like this is not the man i married and she thinks they're gonna stop at this really nice hotel but they drive past it they go to less than nice hotel like a just a good hotel and they get up to the room. Oh, here it goes. <laughs> this is where we get the true Jack character. Oh. And mind you guys, he has her passport. He asked for her passport. At the very beginning, like right after all the weirdness that he was as soon as she, like. As soon as she gets in the car that morning, he asked for her passport. After, yeah, being gone. No, it was after um, no. they pulled over. Yeah, it was when she, he was uh, like, you have to choose. And then she chose Jack. And he's like, all right, now give me Oh, uh, I thought it was earlier than that. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, he's still being, like, he, he still asked for her passport. And so, she, yeah, she doesn't have that at this point. Yeah. So they end up going, and I may be missing a part, but this is kind of the the grand reveal, is one of the things he says when they get into their room is there is no housekeeper. And she doesn't pick up on it right then. I was like, come on, Grace. Like, really? Yeah. She's just like, okay, okay, cool no housekeeper but she is he's already you know told her she's not leaving um she's you know basically trapped here and so it's I after did. that where she's like tell me a story and then i'm 
Yeah, then I'll go. It's, as soon as he said there's no housekeeper, though, I was like, okay, you can die. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> tail's not good enough for you. Like, you're, No, yeah. You're just a worse person. I've never... Or Molly. I don't think there's ever been another character in a book where I was just like, no, Jail's you, you don't get to go to jail. You need to die. You're just yeah. a worthless human being. Oh, I okay. So there's this, there's this one particular. Don't laugh at me. There's this one particular anime character. I'm not gonna describe what happens because I get so enraged every time I even <laughs> think about it. If you've ever watched Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, you will understand what I'm talking about. But I have never felt so much rage for a character than that one anime character. It has to do with animals. It has to do with an animal and it has to do with a child. Oh. I feel just as much anger of that anime character as I do for Jack. I have never hated someone more in my life. Yeah. It was like this, you're disgusting. Like animals are a whole other level. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Millie, she can't defend herself. So, like, just the, I mean, he hasn't technically, I mean, he did. He pushed her down the stairs. So, I guess he did do something to her. But I'm like, she's not living with them yet. So, he hasn't done anything else to her yet. But still, just the idea of Millie coming to live with them is just, and that's what he likes, as we learn from his story. So, he, story to Grace. He's like, if after I tell you what's going on, you still want to leave, you're free to leave. So he tells a story about, he's saying it in like a third person. Is that the right way to say it? So he's talking about a young boy who lived in a country far away with his mom and dad. His dad was abusive and abused his mom and him. And he realized after a while that his mom was useless to protecting him. So he started to despise her because she couldn't protect him. Stupid way to look at it. Right. And so he ends up starting to look up to his father in how he's able to make somebody fearful and to like control somebody basically. And each day the mom got thrown down into the basement. Which I'm just like, oh, that poor mom. She got thrown down into the basement, abused. And pretty soon as the father realized that the boy was going to help him, he's, the boy started helping take the mom down to the basement. And then one time she tried to escape. And so he hits her and then he keeps hitting her and he kills his mom. And then his dad comes because he hears the mom screaming. And the dad didn't want the, the wife dead for whatever reason. But well, because he couldn't instill fear, fear in her if she was dead. Like that was true. that was yeah. his whole thing is he he took pleasure in causing her harm and now she's dead. So who is he going to? Yeah. So he turns on the boy, but the boy ends up calling. I can't remember. Um, He called police, 911. They, they, or... Yeah, they call the police and he blames it on his dad. Yeah. And his dad goes to jail for it. Mm-hmm. So now ever since then. The boy, a.k.a. Jack, has been like, he knew knows that he likes the fear. He likes the smell of it. He likes the taste of it. He likes the sound of it. He likes the look of it. He just likes 
making somebody scared. And he's been searching for somebody. Searching for somebody. And in the meantime, because he was very uh, particular about who he was going to target, in the meantime, he became a lawyer. And he started his life up so that he didn't Mm -hmm. look suspicious whatsoever. Yeah. And I also feel like partly why he defends the wives in instead of the husbands is because it's kind of a similar scenario as his upbringing. Um, He he likes to probably hear the details from the women Mm -hmm. about what their husbands are doing to them. And he likes sending the the men to jail because that's what he did to his father. Oof, yeah. I feel like it's just disgusting. I also feel like it's for information purposes Mm -hmm. because the more cases that he learns about, the more he can get around um, basically manipulating whoever he he wanted to in the future so that she wasn't able to pin anything on him. Yeah. Yeah. He's been planning it his whole life then he became a lawyer he kept his reputation really clean he bought a house that he fitted for his dungeon basically and when we learned that when he was talking about buying a house with grace he manipulated her to like basically want what he already had and I think this is the first time that Jack actually lies because she hears the story and she still wants to leave. And he's like, nope, you're not going anywhere. Well, first he tells her the condition because when they first were, um, when they were still happy, they both signed papers to get Grace under their Mm -hmm. care. Yeah. Which I'm also like, she's going to be 18. So even though she has Down syndrome, does she have? Does she need custody? I well, she if she can't have if she's if she's incapable of holding a job herself, she wouldn't be able to take care of herself. So I'm assuming she would still need a legal guardian. And again, yeah. it probably depends on um, the severity of Down syndrome. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, he talks about how he made up his fake name. But yeah, um, th- that's where he's talking about he is going to put, he's paying for Millie to be in school and Grace quit her job. So now she can't afford Millie's payments and he threatens to put Millie in an asylum. So that's the hold he has. So he didn't lie. She could still leave, but he's going to do something to Millie. Yeah. He also sold her house. So she had money from that, but she insisted on furnishing their new house. So she gave all the money to Jack so that he could do that. Yeah. So she literally has nothing. She has nothing. Yeah. So he has that hold over her. And yeah, you just learn more and more the control. Like she tried attempts to get away. Um, the first night he uh leaves and uh she finds out the doors unlocked the whole time. And so she runs down to the reception area. And she's like, I need you to call the embassy. Uh, He has my passport. My, you know, please call the police. And uh, they are, they end up calling Jack. Yeah, I really, I really need these people to do better. Yeah. Yeah. But Jack was a regular. That's what she finds is that Jack would regularly go to Thailand and they know him. 
He's yeah. built a reputation with them. Still, still, you still need to do better because if any woman is coming up to you and saying that she's being held captive or she's being abused or whatever, those are accusations you need to take seriously. At least yeah. investigate. Yeah, like, no, definitely. Yeah, you don't don't just trust the one other person. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, but I yeah, was and very she, disappointed in in the hotel staff. And she almost it seems like could have had an opportunity to get away because he ended up putting her passport and stuff back in her purse so that she looked crazy when she's like he took my passport and he's like check your bag it's there and if she hadn't have had to go back up to the room to get her luggage she could have just gotten the taxi and went i was so frustrated i was like leave it or go and have one of the employees go up and get your bag you don't need to go up you don't, yep, Jack like, suggested it. He's like, well, go up and get your bags. I guess, I mean, you can go back to, to England. And she goes up with the other girl, the 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 um, person from the front desk. And she gets in and t- it sounded like she got took a shower even. She took a shower, changed her clothes. And I'm like, just get out of there. Just leave. Yeah. <laughs> and when she comes out of the bathroom, it's Jack that's there. Mm-hmm. so and then you are also... disappointed in that employee like why like she's accusing this man of holding her captive and you're gonna just leave him with her yeah i know and and that employee i was even more disappointed at because i could tell that they could tell something she could tell she wouldn't, wouldn't make, eye make contact. Eye contact yeah 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 so very sad Shame on you <laughs> And so basically, employee. Yeah. Basically, um, though, we can only explain so much of how much control Jack has over Grace. You have to read the book if you haven't yet to really immerse yourself into how much control. Because there's so many, like even me reading through it, I'm like, well, why doesn't she do this? Why doesn't she do that? Jack has every single move, every single detail, every single like possible outcome planned. Like he has full control over her. Well, she, you have to think too. Yeah. This was his his upbringing was his parents in that situation, and, and he's he been decided planning after that he was going to carry it on, and he's in his forties. So it's yeah. not like he just was thinking. Or he's about thirty-five. Year. Oh, I, I thought he's he was... thirty-five. Oh, okay. Still, he's still thirty-five. So he's been thinking about this for a while. Yeah. Like trying to find the the right person, but like he had time to think. So crazy. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. And he ends up um, sometimes locking her on the back porch so that she can't get out the front door. But then eventually, he starts letting her be in the room. Even though, because you learn when she goes down to the main front office that the doors lock from the outside, not the inside. So she Mm -hmm. could always go. It doesn't lock. But he starts leaving her in the main area just to test her out. Because he says, if you try to escape, you get punished. If you Mm -hmm. just listen and comply, you won't get punished. Well, of course, you're not just going to lay down. So she tries to escape and he's like, okay, you don't get to see Millie for the first week that we come back. So he starts testing her out, like hours go by where she's left alone. And she's just like, I'm not going to try to escape because he said, I know you're going to try to escape one more time before we leave Thailand. And she's like, nope, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to play into his game. Not going to try to escape. She's going to wait till she gets back to England where she has feels more control. 
And she hears sounds from the next door neighbor. And she's like, well, it sounds like it's a couple. Maybe the wife will listen to me because she's hearing a white, a woman's voice and a man's voice. They're speaking Portuguese, I think. She speaks a little bit of Portuguese. And so finally, after all this time of Jack leaving her, she's like, okay, I'm going to take a chance and do this. She goes next door and knocks on the door and they open the door and she's freaking out because she hears the elevator coming up. So she just rushes into the room and it's Jack. Jack was making all of that noise. He was saying, you know, speaking in Portuguese. The woman's voice was on the radio mm-hmm. and he played her. He he likes setting up these games where she tries to escape and uh, it just further, um, you know, diminishes her will to try to escape because she never knows. Is it a game that Jack is setting up mm-hmm. or is this an actual opportunity? She never knows. So that's like the ultimate control. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 It's pretty sick. Yeah. So we have to start wrapping up a little bit here, but um, we do, you know, we're getting more and more to present time. We know that the house that they live, oh, when they go back after Thailand, he makes her go look at the dog that didn't have anybody there to feed it or give it water. So it died. No, and to put insult to injury, he gave the dog enough water to get by just enough so that when they got home, the dog wouldn't have been dead for too long. So I can't so even horrible. wrap my my mind around that. That's just disgusting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, their house, um, we find out she's just in this really small bedroom that has nothing. She has no nothing. Just a bed, basically. And uh, we learned that the reason why that happened is because at first he gave her a really nice room, really nice, you know, clothes, all of this. Coffee and the more, yeah, coffee set up. And the more times she tried to escape or disrespected him, he took things away. So now at this point, you can see she's tried a lot because she's now in this bedroom that has a barred window and just a bed and literally not even a full towel to dry herself off from the shower just a little hand towel that she has to dry herself off with. That's how much she's tried to escape. Yeah. And and she doesn't even get to get dressed by herself. He comes and he gives her clothes and he watches her get dressed. And She does nothing yeah. alone. Yeah. She only gets a fresh pair of clothes three times a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's pajamas, black pajamas. Same, yep, same clothes. Yeah. So... We can kind of hear throughout the beginning part that Grace is trying to plan something. She's biding her time because she has five months left until Millie is going to be moving in with them. And so she's trying to find the ultimate opening to escape. So um, one other thing before we wrap up is also that Esther, when they went to lunch, had suggested a book for Grace to read. And Grace is like, oh, yeah, I'll stop it by. I'll bring you a copy of it. And Grace was like, no, don't do that. We'll buy it. <laughs> and or I think Jack said that. And Grace Esther's like, no, I'm going to bring it by. So at the end of the first half that we're, we finished up on, Esther came by to drop off the book. Didn't see Grace because obviously Jack went and grabbed it or something. 
and and we yeah. don't even know if if Esther was actually there because yeah, uh, normally Grace can hear people who are coming up to the door or when Jack goes and answers the door and she didn't hear him go answer the door. No. Yeah. But thought he was ignoring the door. Right. And then about an hour later after that, after the doorbell, he comes back, comes up and he's like, here, you need to read this because Esther left a note that she's inviting us over for dinner next weekend. And she wants to talk here what you think about the book. So you need to read the book. And as Grace is reading it, she's noticing outlines of words as she's reading it and it says are you uh something like are you okay do you need help or are, are you all right do you need help yeah it says i thought i wrote it down mm. something yeah, to that effect yeah yeah and so at first grace gets super excited like, oh, Esther, you know, is noticing the distress I'm going through. But then the fact that Jack has set up all these games for her in the past, now she can't fully say, is this actually Esther or is this Jack? And Jack yeah. trying to get me to fall into a trap again. Yeah, Grace is starting to, to think a little bit on her toes now because yeah. she she remembered not hearing the door open and she remembered that there was some time that passed by between when somebody came to to their gate and when uh, Jack brought up the books. So now she's thinking that it was Jack who's behind this message because he she ha he hasn't get um gotten to basically punish her in a while because she's been on top of her game. She's been doing yeah. everything purpose per uh perfectly and like do like staying on her toes and he's just like it's been getting, getting he even mentioned he's like yeah it's been getting a little boring so he's looking for a reason to punish her so she thinks this is a setup now yeah although i feel like esther probably did bring the book by because why would jack ring the doorbell and then do the word like trace all the words wouldn't he do that first like set it up first and then ring the and then bring it up right away i don't know Maybe. I don't know. Maybe maybe somebody else came to the door and he was like, oh, this is my opportunity. Mm, could be. Yeah. But that's where we left off. So pretty crazy. Like I said, it's really hard for us to even explain everything that's going on here because it's just so detailed, so intricate, intricate, and just the way that B.A. Paris forms this story is just it's crazy to me i mean that's some skill um but yeah so we're gonna find out next week the last half of this book and see how it turns out for grace and millie because it's not looking good i'm scared <laughs> yeah do you guys have any other thoughts before we wrap up for today i think we covered pretty much everything yeah. So far, good thumbs up on the book, except for, you know, obviously <laughs> being upset about it. It is written very well. That's all I can come up with right now. <laughs> like my head still is like reeling from this storyline. I don't know. It's a pretty yeah. ending. You're what? I'm excited for the ending. Yeah. Yep. So let's hop off so we can start reading. 
So thank you guys for listening to us. If you have read this book or if you're reading along with us, or if you have any thoughts about the things that we talked about, please reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. We have Instagram, we have TikTok, Twitter, Discord. So please find us. And uh, we will take book suggestions, your comments, any questions you have. We can talk about that on our podcast as well. So please reach out to us if um, if you like what you're hearing. All right. Okay, bye. bye. Thank you for listening to Books Between Sisters. If you are a book lover and enjoyed our discussion, we'd love to hear more from you. Please feel free to follow us on Twitter or Instagram or both at BBS underscore pod. You can also send us book suggestions or questions at booksbetweensisterspod at gmail.com. Or if you'd like, you can find us on ko-fi.com forward slash BBS podcast if you want us to buy us any coffee, books, or just donations of any kind.